Good morning, Middle Tennessee, and welcome to the GMT Podcast. Thank you all for waking up with us this morning. I'm Christy Jones, joined by my co-host, Noah Brady. Good morning. You look well-rested since we've last fallen back an hour. How are you on this Tuesday morning? Hey, good morning, Christy. Uh, you'll never hear me complain about an extra hour of sleep, but yes, I am well-rested. I had my coffee this morning all bundled up. It's my favorite time of the year, and I'm glad to be here. Did you have a good weekend? I feel like I haven't heard from you in a minute. The short answer is yes, I had a great weekend, and I'm just ready to go ahead and get started. So kick us off with what we've got planned. You got it. Thank you so much for listening to Good Morning Middle Tennessee, brought to you by Middle Tennessee News, your lifestyle, sports, breaking news, traffic, weather, and more from right here on campus. Check us out on our YouTube and social media at Middle Tennessee News, or visit our website online at middletennesseenews.net. Coming up on GMMT, a 21-year-old was arrested over the weekend for making and using counterfeit money. Nearly 100 dogs rescued from an Iowa puppy mill are recovering in Middle Tennessee, and a killer who confessed to a murder is back on the streets. MTSU coming up on the home stretch of its season in Conference USA. We'll dig into that in Brady Sports Bag. And we have a very special Christie's Kitchen in store for you later on in today's show. It's Tuesday, November 9th. Good morning, Middle Tennessee starts right now. A Middle Tennessee man who confessed to murdering his wife in front of their son four years ago is back on the mid-state streets. Derek Grooms, who was accused of killing his wife, Ashley Fullerton, had his bail lowered from $500,000 to just $50,000. Even after clear evidence at the scene of the crime and an open confession, Circuit Court Judge Creed McGinley decided he wanted District Attorney Matt Stowe off the case. DA Stowe was later put back on the case, but then on Judge McGinley's last day before retiring, McGinley re-removed Stowe from the case yet again. A little confusing here with the situation between the DA and the judge, but now the caretaker of the child who witnessed the murdering of his mother says her and her children are prisoners now because even with the ankle monitor, he can go wherever he wants to. I'm sketched out by the judge's move here. Taking the district attorney off the case multiple times and decreasing the bond exponentially, something's up. We're going to have to follow up on this one for sure. A 42-year-old man was arrested after police said he assaulted a South Nashville Dollar General employee on Sunday. A homeless man walked into the store he had previously been banned from swinging a metal pipe. The man swung the pipe at the worker's head. She reportedly lifted her arm to protect her head and was hit with the metal pipe on her arm. Officials said they searched the area and found the man nearby still holding the metal pipe used to hit the employee. He was arrested for aggravated assault and is being held on a $50,000 bond. 21-year-old Tennessee man was detained this week on charges of counterfeiting and using the counterfeit money at local businesses. After $10 and $20 bills were handed over in a market, police in Red Boiling Springs began an investigation on Monday. Later that day, other bank notes carrying the same serial numbers were discovered at the market. Police were able to identify Cody L. Ray of Clay County as the person who used the false currency after reviewing the CCTV footage. When officers arrived at Ray's house, they discovered additional counterfeit money on him. An abandoned mobile home near Ray's house was discovered to have items necessary to produce counterfeit dollars after further examination. After being rescued from a puppy factory in Iowa, more than 80 puppies are recovering in Middle Tennessee. Animal Rescue Corps, the Animal Rescue League of Iowa, and the ASPCA collaborated to remove and relocate more than 500 dogs and puppies from the care of a commercial breeder in Seymour, Iowa, at the request of the U.S. Department of Justice. After the USDA discovered more than 190 violations of the Animal Welfare Act, the owner consented to surrender all 
all of the animals. The Ark was involved in a rescue for the very first time in Iowa. Volunteers are assisting the puppies in becoming more comfortable with people. The volunteers will spend 10 to 15 minutes with the dogs multiple times a day to assist them and improve their social skills. Labradoodles, Pomskis, and small Australian Shepherds are among the puppies saved. BJ's Wholesale Club has submitted development plans to open its first Tennessee store in Rutherford County. BJ's Wholesale Club, a membership-only retailer with a large fan base in the Northeast, similar to Sam's Club, according to city officials, has submitted plans to the Laverne Planning Commission. An I-24 front facility over 100,000 square feet in size near New Sanford Road will be included in the proposed development. It would also have a gas station and areas for future retail and restaurant development. I can just about guarantee this has something to do with how successful Costco has been since opening their new location up in Murfreesboro just this past year. And news updates from our last show, a story we told you about last week with a two-year-old accidentally shooting himself. The two-year-old critically injured after shooting himself at an apartment complex has died. Nashville Metro Police are saying detectives are still searching for his father, Jeffrey Thorpe, who is wanted for questioning. Thorpe is also wanted for unrelated outstanding warrants and an outstanding aggravated assault warrant for allegedly pointing a handgun at the car occupied by the toddler and his mother during an argument late last June. We'll continue to keep you updated on this search. Still ahead on Good Morning Middle Tennessee, it's a true blue themed people's host segment followed by Twitter time. That's coming up next on Good Morning Middle Tennessee. Welcome back to the GWMT Podcast. Thank you for listening in on this Tuesday morning. We're going to jump right into your favorite segment, the People's Host segment, where it's time for Tuesday morning trivia here on GWMT. Christy, this morning we're doing some MTSU-themed trivia. We're going to see who is the bigger and better Blue Raider, and I think I know who it is. As always, whoever gets the most right of their five questions wins, and if we go to a tie, we go to sudden death. Christy, are you ready for your first question? I absolutely am, Noah. All right, here we go. How did the name Blue Raiders come to be? It's based off of an old legend, isn't it? Not necessarily an old legend. Actually, an MTSU football player won a newspaper contest to replace the original name. Next question. What academic programs does Lightning, the school's mascot, symbolize the excellence of? I do know this one. Isn't it aerospace and horse science? Two for two on that one. Yes, ma'am. What year did MTSU become a full-fledged university? Is it early 1950s? A little bit later than that. That's the only hint I'm going to give you, though. 70s. No, it was 1965 when MTSU became a full-fledged university. Okay, true or false? MTSU is the biggest campus in the state of Tennessee. I'm going to say yes. That is true. And your last question, multiple choice. How many employees does MTSU have right now? Is it between 1,000 and 2,000, between 2,000 and 3,000, or between 3,000 and 4,000? Between 2,000 and 3,000. That is correct. MTSU has 2,500 people on staff currently. Okay, how many did I get right, Noah? So let's see. You missed the first one. You got the second one. You got the, and then you got the last two. So you went three for five three on that one. Three for five? One. Okay. Are you ready for yours? I absolutely am. Bring it on. Okay, Noah, the past two weeks, we've had some overlapping questions, and it might have just a little bit again today. For this first one, how many square feet is MTSU's campus? Is it in the millions? Yes. 
I'm gonna say 25 million. You got correct in millions, but big overshoot. It's actually 5 million square feet. Oh my feet. gosh, <laughs> okay. Next question, next question. What were the first three buildings on campus? Was Peck Hall one of them? Peck Hall was not one of the first three. What about Kirksey Old Main? That is one of them. The Todd Art Gallery building, was that one of them? I'm gonna go with the Honors Building. Was that one of the original three? The original three was the Tom Jackson Building, Rutledge Hall, and the Kirksey Old Main Building. What education did the school focus on when it was opened? Business? It was founded as an education college. Who is the university library named after? Todd Walker. But he is the eighth university president. I had no idea that. I just knew his last name, and I just honestly went for a random first name guess. And last question, what is under the horseshoe in Walnut Grove? I don't know that. Is it a, I don't know, what is it? It's a 1911 penny, heads up. Oh, okay, clever. Okay, well, I sucked it up again. Back-to-back -back weeks on trivia. I've come up short. In Christy, your little intro no. talking about who the better Blue Raider is, when you thought you knew who it was, was it me the whole time, Noah? Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. I said I think I know who it is, and I was definitely talking about you and not me. And what we wake up to every morning, our phones, and what's trending on Twitter. The first thing when I opened Twitter this morning was Travis Scott and the tragedy that happened this past weekend. At least eight people died and numerous others were injured in what officials described as a surge of the crowd at the World Music Festival in Houston while rapper Travis Scott was performing. Officials declared the concert a mass casualty incident just after 9 p.m. on Friday during the festival where about 50,000 people were in attendance. The show was called off shortly thereafter. The fire chief said scores of individuals were injured. Officials transported 17 people to the hospital including 11 who were in cardiac arrest. Many people were also treated at the scene at the park where a field hospital had been set up. About 300 people were examined at the site throughout the day. Event promoters had arranged for medical units to be on the scene at the festival, but once the crowd surge began, those units were quickly overwhelmed. The event now has the most deaths at the U.S. concert since the 2003 Station Nightclub fire that killed 100 people in Rhode Island. And now Scott could be facing legal issues. He is facing at least one lawsuit by a concert goer who was injured. We'll keep you updated on this story as we get more information. Not a lot happening on Twitter this morning, so we're going to go ahead and get ready to send it over to our lifestyles segment. There's a new Home Alone movie coming out this Friday, but the kid starring in it, at least to me, looks like he belongs in a Christmas story. Plus the latest on Apple's new line of products. That's coming up next in the lifestyles segment of GWMT. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the GWMT Podcast. Thank you for listening on this Tuesday morning. Let's get right into our entertainment and lifestyles. Familiar faces from the original Home Alone movie are back in the Christmas comedy remake streaming on Disney Plus this Friday. Noah, we watched the trailer and I don't think that I'll be getting a Disney Plus subscription to watch. I was expecting it to be a spin-off of the original, but it is simply just a remake. YouTube has not loved the trailer so far, but maybe Disney Plus will have a better response when Home Sweet Home Alone begins streaming this Friday. Macaulay Culkin is appearing in the remake and I think that at least is a nice homage to the original film. Apple has released an update 
updated MacBook Air with faster performance, twice the storage, and a new lower price of just under $1,000. The MacBook Air delivers up to two times faster CPU performance and up to 80% faster graphics. Now starting at 256 gigabytes of storage, MacBook Air allows customers to store even more movies, photos, and files. All Mac computers will feature Touch ID for easy login and secure online purchases, a spacious trackpad, and an all-day battery life combined with the power of Mac OS Catalina. Apple seems to always be trying to revolutionize its products and be the hottest on the market. I'll always prefer a Pro over an Air for my editing needs, but aside from the computer, the press release mentioned being able to use Apple TV, Apple Pay, all of the Apple subscription-based add-ons as well. But I have always said this, I think that if you have an iPhone or an Apple account which you are paying on, that you should get Apple Music for free. This is just a really random thought for this story, but it just makes sense that we should be able to just listen to music through Apple if we were paying thousands of dollars for their devices. I think they can spare that. While I agree with you, we both know that that is not happening, at least anytime soon, especially with the millions they're making off of it right now. Noah, I actually looked it up and it's billions with a B, billions of dollars. Upwards of $4 billion a year is made in revenue through Apple Music. Almost 80 million people pay for Apple Music, and I guess I'm not that surprised with 1 billion people using iPhones. Yeah, I wish that surprised me. I'm not phased by that, not even a little bit. Off topic, but I know you have been ready for this review. How did you feel after watching Marvel's new movie, Eternals? Well, it was good. It was different, but it was, it was good. I think I kind of spooked you before the show and had you thinking I didn't like it all that much, but actually, I kind of loved it. Here's my thing. I was talking with Lauren about this. People don't like people don't like change everyone loved chris hemsworth and chris evans and chris pratt and all the chrises but this movie is for the real superhero fans a whole new lineup the ratings are low right now but i think they'll go up this one gets a thumbs up from me christy you're still planning on binging some marvel movies this christmas break right are you excited to add this one to the list just because you had a 180, I might see if I can fit it into my binge marathon. I just think that I won't be able to look past Harry Styles being such the massive character that he is and putting him into a different character. I just don't know if I can look past it. Oh, believe me, it is something else seeing him take on this role, and you should have heard the reactions in the theater when he came on screen. Getting ready for this weekend, Nashville is getting ready for the 55th annual CMA Awards, and multiple roads, streets, and through fairs will be closed for periods of time this week. After not having an audience during the 2020 awards, they are happy to be welcoming back a limited public audience. Some artists that will be performing include Jason Aldean, Carrie Underwood, Luke Combs, Chris Stapleton, and Dan and Shay. Stay tuned for next Tuesday's episode where we'll dive into what happened on that night. Still ahead on the Good Morning Middle Tennessee podcast, we'll start back with Christie's Kitchen and a look at the weather in Middle Tennessee. That's coming up on Good Morning Middle Tennessee. Now let's see what's on the stove in Christie's Kitchen. Hello everyone, welcome to another morning of Christie's Kitchen. Noah, I'm gonna need your help a lot with today's Christie's Kitchen, all right? All right. We're gonna go through a variety of the staple foods on your table for Thanksgiving, but I want us to go back and forth and see what Thanksgiving food traditions we're gonna keep through the years and what we will not be serving to our families. First up, apple cider. Is it a hit or a miss for you? Christy, honestly, it's not a hit or a miss for me. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. I kind of agree. I don't dislike it, I will drink it, but it's not a staple for my Thanksgiving meal. 
Next up is sweet potato souffle. I saw that so many people were like, this is what I have to have every year for Thanksgiving. But what about you? Having a form of sweet potatoes on the table in some form is a staple for me. It doesn't necessarily have to be the souffle, but sweet potatoes for sure a staple. Very well summed up, I agree. Green bean casserole. Green bean casserole is a must on the Thanksgiving table at the Brady house. I, it's at my house every single year because my mother loves it, but I do not touch it. I would not be mad if I never saw or smelled green bean casserole ever again. Yeah, my dad's not gonna like hearing you say that, but. I am so sorry, Noah's dad. I just never have liked it. It's the creamed mushroom. I just, it's not for me, it's not for me. But what is for me is rolls. Have to have rolls, obviously. staple. Oh yeah, if you're not putting your turkey and all the other sides on your plate into the rolls and making like little Thanksgiving biscuits, I don't know what you're doing. You're doing doing something wrong. Yeah, you're doing something terribly wrong. And up next is stuffing. How do you feel about stuffing? I love stuffing. I usually will mix it in with some mashed potatoes and gravy, but stuffing does go on my plate every year. Do you like stuffing with turkey? Absolutely. Oh yeah, okay. My family has always made the stuffing in the turkey every year. And up next, I know you already love this pecan pie. Pecan pie. We keep saying staples of Thanksgiving, (laughs) but yes, it absolutely is. And you can't go without it. My mom, I'm convinced, makes the best pecan pie in the world. What I think is even better than pecan pie, pumpkin pie. I will eat multiple pies through Thanksgiving and even Christmas too. Pumpkin pie for me is the top. Oh yeah. People will always say like, oh yeah, you know, pecan pie, pumpkin pie, it's right here around fall. You can definitely enjoy a pumpkin pie in the middle of December. I won't turn one away just because it's after Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Another thing that you can have year round, deviled eggs. I actually, I don't think I've ever had a plate of deviled eggs. Honestly, never in my life. By the next time we record, I will literally bring you deviled eggs because you are missing out. We've already talked about this food a little bit, so obviously we're both going to agree, but mashed potatoes and gravy just has to be there. Gosh, yes. Mashed potatoes and gravy. We're talking about those the rolls, like the Thanksgiving biscuits, if you will. The turkey going on there with the mashed potatoes and gravy, just sandwiching in in there. Wow, I'm getting hungry. Yes, it's so, so, so good. I absolutely agree. And I've seen that some people have this, some people don't, but do you have ham at your Thanksgiving dinner? Ham is on the table both for Thanksgiving and for Christmas. Uh, It's not just there for Christmas. Some people will say like that's one of the things that you break out in December. Kind of they do either or. Right. But for us, it's on the table for both holidays. And that's all the time we have for in Christy's kitchen today. But now let's dive into the weather. Christy, what are we going to see in the coming week? Tennessee is doing what Tennessee does best. Really hot, then really cold, just so you never really know what to wear when you go outside. Today, the high is going to be 73 with a low of 39. Pretty cloudy, nothing really too bad. And then Wednesday, it's pretty sunny. Again, a high of 73 with a low of 42. Then Thursday, a 90% chance of rain, 66 for the high and 47 for the low. Then we start to get a little bit colder going into the weekend. Friday, it's cloudy, a little bit of sunshine during the day, but a 60 as the high and 40 degrees for the low. Even colder drastically for Saturday, 48 as the high and 34 for the low. It's going to be cloudy, sunny for the next about week and a half after that. Sunday, again, a little bit warmer, 54 degrees for the high, but we get into freezing temperatures for the low at 32 degrees. Getting into the beginning of the week, 
52 for the high and 36 for the low. And then a week from now, it's going to be 52 for the high and 33 for the low. So you have a few days of warmth, but it's going to go ahead and get pretty cold in the next few days. If you like this or anything lifestyle, you can go to middletennesseenews.net slash lifestyle or mtnews underscore styles on Instagram. And after the break, Noah will be back with all things sports ball. Stick around. Welcome back to the GWMT Podcast. Thank you all for listening on this Tuesday morning. Like promised, Noah has every sports ball thing you need to know in Brady's sports bag. What's going on today, Noah? Tennessee Titans were in primetime action Sunday night, and MTSU was well represented. The Nashville Predators were in an overtime matchup against the Blackhawks after a rough two-game Friday and Saturday skid, and MTSU made the 100 miles of hate trip to take on WKU on Saturday. On Sunday night for the Tennessee Titans, the defense showed up and showed showed out under the lights in L.A. as they capped off the weekend for the underdogs, beating the Rams 28-9. The Rams did not have any answers as they were only able to score three field goals against Tennessee. Matthew Stafford threw two early interceptions. One of those was caught and returned by MTSU alumni Kevin Byard as he earned his first career pick six. Byard continues to have the breakout year he's been craving as he was named the AFC Defensive Player of the Month for October. Jeffrey Simmons and Denico Autry, also on that defensive front, played solid games as well, causing lots of chaos in the L.A. backfield, getting three sacks and multiple pass deflections as well. Adrian Peterson, in his first game as a Titan, picked up his 125th career touchdown in his return to the league last night as the Titans now move to 7-2 on the year, currently sitting in the top spot in the AFC. It's kind of always been a thing with this team, but hopefully they'll break the trend here midway through the season. They always play so incredibly well in the games where they are not favored, and that's been the deal as the Titans this year are 6-0 against last year's playoff teams, and one of their two losses is against a team who almost didn't win a game for a whole calendar year last year. It just makes no sense. The Nashville Predators were beat in overtime against their rival, the Blackhawks, this weekend. Alexander Carrier picked up the only Predators goal in the 2-1 shortcoming. UC Soros only allowed two goals in this defensive affair. His save percentage ended at the 9.38 mark as Chicago picked up their second win on the season. The Predators sit at 6-5 and 1 now after the overtime loss and currently hold the four seed in the West, still early on in this hockey season. Nashville has had a couple of days of rest now and hopefully can get back into the win column on Wednesday as they head to Dallas to take on the Stars. Not a great time for the Predators and not a great time for the Blue Raiders either, Christy. Well, no, MT did have a freshman quarterback making his first start at Western Kentucky Stadium on Saturday and just all around a rough day for the Blue Raiders. Between the two MTSU quarterbacks in this one, six interceptions were thrown and the Blue Raiders lost a fumble as well. No, we knew going into this one it was going to be tough. But I'd say we kind of beat ourselves there. You don't turn the ball over seven times and win. It just doesn't happen. Not for this team, anyway. This one hit hard for me. A win here could have put MTSU in the second place spot in the CUSA East. And the hill just was too steep to climb in this one against the Hilltoppers. And the hill to climb to get to the bowl eligibility now becomes a little more tough to climb as well for Coach Stockstill and the Raiders team. Christy, I hope the offensive coordinator for MT, Brent Deerman, tears his guys a new one this week. They have 
have to turn this ship around, and if there's one good thing for MTSU, it's that they still have time to do it. But unfortunately, that's all we have for you today in Brady Sports Bag, and that's actually going to wrap it up for our show today as well. Thank you all for joining us on Good Morning Middle Tennessee. If you miss anything, you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts at Good Morning Middle Tennessee. Make sure to follow us on our social media sites at GMT underscore podcast on Instagram. If you made it this far, have a great rest of your Tuesday. I'm Christy Jones. And I'm Noah Brady saying Saying good good morning, morning, Middle Middle Tennessee. Tennessee.